Good morning, and welcome in to the Blitz, live here on Fan Run Radio, live in the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. It's Friday, it's Friday, we're here with you for the next couple of hours, getting you to your last lunch break of the week. Charlie Collier, Andy Brock, back behind the board, it's Sam Beard. It's a big day. It's a big Friday ahead of a, what should be a really fun sports weekend. It's the last sports weekend of January. We mm-hmm. started this sports weekend, or I mean, I guess this this sports month with uh, the Titans and the Jags, <laughs> and now we end it. Was that the with, first big game of the year? Um, I guess because I guess there was yeah. the games on the first, right? So maybe. Bowl games. National championship was on. Technically, Georgia Ohio State ended after midnight. Right. Kind of. I guess I was thinking the first weekend of January was <laughs> yeah. like, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Now, now you're right we there. You're right the, in the mix. Uh, it's the division championship. I I'm gonna be honest with you. I pulled in today and I was like, whoa, like what what's on the radar for the weekend? Like oh, Tennessee basketball. Oh, this and that. I didn't even think about the NFL playoffs. I'm I'm gonna be completely honest. I'm checked out. Not that I'm checked out. I'm excited for these games now that I've remembered it, but it's just sad when your team is no. Like I mean, that. I it's, uh, just, it's tough when the Titans lost to the the Bengals last year. I did not watch another playoff game until the Super Bowl. Yeah, no, I just don't want to. Missed Bills Chiefs epic. Yeah, final thirteen seconds. I missed like Cooper Cup's catch against the Bucks. <laughs> I missed all of it. I mean, it's like I'm happy. I'm excited to watch the AFC championship game because that's going to be great. I have no dog in that fight. Um, but the NFC, I'm it, it's now is just not fun to watch. I don't I mean, want to watch the like, Eagles yeah, play the 49ers. Uh, you hate both of those teams. I don't too, want either but, team to win now. Uh, a big sports weekend, though. AFC championship, NFC championship, SEC, Big 12 challenge. Flashlight's on. Oh, my flashlight's on. Very bright. I was wondering why you were looking at me like that. Uh, <laughs> huge weekend. Game day coming to town. Well, I guess staying. They're in staying town? in town. They've yeah, been in town. Are they just all just staying? Or I mean, I guess. Well, the set is is gonna stick around, and like probably the same production truck is gonna stick around. Like, do you think like some individuals might stuff step? sticking around? Probably. I mean, Seth Greenberg was there on set for right. for college game day last night, so he's probably just chilling. I saw two dudes in front of me at Kroger yesterday. They uh, buying snacks. They had. Oh, pardon me. I gotta. Whoop. Oh no. Sneeze. Can't be doing that. But uh. Yeah, they had they had game day hats on and like ESPN oh, yeah. production shirts on and stuff, and they were buying, just letting you know why they're here. And they were buying <laughs> power moves, all kinds of drinks and snacks, fruit and snacks, bananas, stuff, and. Paper towels and toilet paper they were buying a lot okay. of, too. So that made me think, like, I wonder if they're staying somewhere. It may be for, like, Thompson Bowling Arena. They weren't satisfied <laughs> with what they had down there. I don't know. That's interesting. I mean. Because I saw, yeah, I saw the paper towels and toilet paper. I was like, I guess. I get the paper towels, but maybe, I, don't, I don't get I don't the toilet know. paper. Like, maybe a bunch of production people were all just kind of, like. Camping out this week. Airbnb somewhere. <laughs> like, maybe they don't I, like the I, one I, I really don't TBA. Yeah, maybe they just wanted something different at, at the arena. Want something a little softer. Well, if anyone from College Game Day can answer, 
was it just because you guys needed high quality toilet paper? Because that's a move I can respect. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, talking about, oh, this could be a draft for you at some point Tuesday. Things that really signify like adulthood. Mm. I think spending, treating toilet paper as a luxury item that you're willing to pay for, I, I think is is a sign of being an adult. Like, just be a man and get something nice. You know, treat yourself. You have to you get can toilet cut paper elsewhere, but you know you're an adult when you're not cutting corners on your toilet paper. I mean, you have to get it. <laughs> Might as well do it right. I had this talk with my roommate yesterday. I said we were talking about just like the quality of your toilet paper. I said I would live paycheck to paycheck for the rest of my life to be able to. Yeah, I mean, to, like I to have nice toilet paper. <laughs> I'll buy what the the Sparkle brand paper towels that they give you like uh, like four times like like ten for like. <laughs> three bucks and they smell a little weird when they get too wet i don't know why uh but they're very <laughs> cheap and oh, you've they lost kind me. of work you've lost me no I'm, you don't know what i'm talking about those lost brand me. paper towels you've lost I'm me talking about and i'll buy those every time but i'm i'm buying charmin ultrasoft and, and yeah I'm not not thinking twice about there you it. go yeah i think that another another good indicator of adulthood is when you finally start buying the laundry detergent, that's just a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. Save yourself a, like an extra trip. Like when you finally just start start going, okay, look, you know, I'm gonna quit buying the same nine ninety nine uh, small bottle of Tide. I'm just gonna I'm gonna spend a little bit extra money. I'm gonna get this twenty four dollar one, and it's gonna last me for a month or two. I'm still a good pod user, a little Tide pod. Really? Yeah. Still throw those in the mix. I hate pods. You don't like the pods? No, I don't like them. I still I don't use think the they pods. Give you as, as good of a clean. I don't think they do. They either. might not. I've gone back and forth over the last month, but the the pods are just so readily accessible. A lot easier just to, <laughs> to put at the bottom. I mean, all you got to do is just open the cap and give it a little swirl. Or you, I mean, in I mean, mine, you, you guys, can pour you guys it into. Measure the, the liquid that you put in. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 Like roughly, yeah. Kind of have to. Kind of based on however many clothes I got to do. Yeah. I'd ever really think about it. How much do you put in? I think I'm probably putting in too much. Oh, but okay. I just pour it straight from like the bottle. Do you, like, fill it to the top of that little cup that they give you? I don't use the cup. I just pour the bottle straight into really? the, the washer. That's mm. a wild move. That is wild. Is there, I also... How often are you doing laundry as well? Because you say anytime you wear something for like two seconds, it's it's in there. Yeah, I don't wear anything more than once, even so if I, I wear yeah, it. That's for, wild. That is crazy. How often are you doing laundry then? Once, twice a week. Okay, I mean that that it must be pretty big if you're putting everything you wear in there. I got big loads. I mean, they're yeah, they're definitely hefty, but like, you know, just so like you're wearing you're wearing this Tennessee. Little little sweatshirt thing you got right now. Yeah, that's going straight to the laundry. Yeah, so I put it on. I left my house at nine thirty. Put it on, um, and I will return home. And I will at two o'clock change into a Morristown West polo. And oh, we got game day tonight. Yeah, it's it's awesome. East first West tonight. Ooh. So I will. Uh, I'll change into a Morristown West polo and some jeans. And this shirt that I wore from nine thirty two and these shorts that I wore. <laughs> From nine thirty to the wash, straight to the dirty. Even place. though all you did was come here and sit in a chair, and then go back. Yeah. Wow. I, Couldn't I be can't mean. get behind that. I can't either. I might, I might leave them laying on my bed, folded actually, just in case I want to put them back on when I get home before I shower. So, you know, but at least there's that. But yeah, no, they're they're gonna get washed before I wear them again. See, now that's even. 
that's even worse of a move, Charlie. Like, you're putting on a new pair of clothes and then just coming back home. I mean, you're still not really dirty, but, like, you're just putting on another pair of clothes, like, before you even shower. Yeah, I mean, I might hang out for a little bit. If it mean, how, makes sense to shower and then maybe put that back how on. How intense is East versus West going to get that you have to come home and shower? <laughs> I'm just going to shower at the end of the night before I go to sleep. Do you do that every night even if you don't sweat? Yeah. Shower every single night before I go to bed. Do you shower in the mornings? No. Oh, okay, there you well, go. Sometimes. Okay. See, I, I, I probably shower 99% of every morning. I shower every single night before I get in the bed, yeah, pretty much. Okay. Got to shower before bed. Okay. Can't sleep dirty. I'm not mad about that. If I, yeah, if I get, if I, like, you know, if I'm getting sweaty, if I'm going to the gym, or if it's in the summer and I just get hot outside, then yeah, definitely. Yeah, if I, I'm not showering before I go to bed if I don't feel the need Exactly. To. Like, if I haven't, like, played, like, a basketball game or something, or I've done something physical to where... I know I'm going to be uncomfortable if I go to bed like this. That's the only time. Not if I'm just like, ah, hanging out. Just worked. If you didn't do anything physical. They need to, like, modernize the shower experience. I agree. What are we doing? A little bit too much manual effort. You know, we got, <laughs> it's such an automatic society. We've been doing the same. Like we can get something yeah, that just kind of throws us in the shower and then like dries us off. That's a really good point. Anything. That's a really good point. We we've been doing the same shower technique my whole life. Yeah. Wait, wait, when when's the update? Yeah. When are we getting shower improvements? <laughs> the update. When are we getting something different? I guess you like you know if you're high end high end maybe you can pay for something a little bit better. Yeah, maybe something that dries you off like while you. Yeah, but why should that shower. have to be for for the richy rich out mm-hmm. there? Why, why can't we all enjoy? Everyone showers. Exactly. We should really make it. We gotta get an update. We could cut down on our use of towels if we just have <laughs> something that towels. Us I we need better towels. Yeah. Uh, every you, you, guys you talk about you talk about washing your stuff every time you wear it. What do you do about your towels? You're gonna have to. There's no like. I only use a towel once. <laughs> Just once is crazy, but... How many towels do you have? Seven. Wow. <laughs> That's impressive. But I get it. Like, if you're that way, if you're clothes and the towel, it's going to feel dirty to you after one use. Yeah, I mean, I guess I could get one of those, like, butt face towels, you know what I'm talking about? I don't. No? No. The what? The butt face towels? Mm-mm. It's a towel, and it's, it's divided, and half of it says butt. Half of it says face, so then mm. you know you're not overlapping. Which I'm not part risking of the towel. that. Okay. I'm not risking that though. You're gonna mess it up at some point. One of those days, you're gonna put the face on the butt and the butt on the face, <laughs> and it's just not gonna be good. <laughs> well, I mean, you don't even know if you're doing that with your regular towel, though. And that's better. I'd rather not know. Yeah, I'd rather have the. <laughs> I'd rather not know. That's why you get like a little washcloth or like a little uh, little side towel that you only use for your face. I uh, I do think, though, you were talking about the advancement technology society. Yeah, what are we doing? Why can't we get better towels? Because towels do not work. We've got virtual reality lives. I am so bad at... This is going to sound... At drying off. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> I don't know what it is, but maybe oh. my like maybe my body is is towel resistant. Maybe my towel is body resistant. I don't know, but there's some sort of lapse in the uh, in the in the process. Whenever I'm trying to dry off, because I feel like my my oh my brother would always get so mad at me because our bathroom would be so wet. 
Do you just get out immediately? Do you just get out immediately? Yeah, I get out immediately. Oh, see, that's the... Mm -mm. (laughs) the, No. You can't do that. I get out immediately and I stand on the little thing and then I just start drying. But, like, I feel like no matter how much I dry, I'm always still really wet. Man. And I just put on clothes wet. (laughs) That's awful. Yeah, I just... I'm still wet and I just get... Just put clothes on. I just give up. I think you need to... And then that's how you get the post-shower sweats, too. Yeah. So I always... I, I... go cold for the last 30 seconds of the shower a to just get that adrenaline to to charge those endorphins but then b it's just so i won't sweat because i can't get dry i think you need to make an effort to like dry off more before you step out of the shower (laughs) i don't think you understand it's not a race it's not a race you can take a little extra time to dry off like you don't have to just throw on your clothes rub my like body and over and over just up and down and then i'll touch it it's just still. if my shower experience was anything like yours on a day-to-day basis i would never take a shower (laughs) are you just stepping out of the shower and just shaking off like a wet dog i mean i do shake sometimes (laughs) oh oh my gosh like like sometimes i can't get dry to the point where then i just go stand in front of a fan and I just lift my arms up. You ever thought about kinda... doing double towels? Double towels. Yeah, like you do. Like I'm telling you, your hair's long enough to where you can do that. My body's like, wet, right? Mm-hmm. Take take dry towel, wet body. Rub dry towel on wet body. Pick up towel. Towel's wet. Body still wet. They're not That's working. What I'm saying. You get a double second towel. In the and mix. this is every day. And I like I'm telling. I don't know what it is, but it's not even like getting somewhat dry. It's just not getting dry. I think you need to go double towels. I got big, thick towels. I, I, yeah, but at some point, you're you're wicking up a lot of moisture, and you can only get so much on there, you know? I think you might need to go for a double towel. I mean, even like... Like one wrapped around even the waist, where I and then start, like one on the like shoulders. I, I start with the shoulders, though, or the hair, and then the shoulders, but like I, it just doesn't get dry. Maybe that's your... No, that's where you're going wrong. Maybe you I got all a, that hair up there, maybe I need like and a you're hair drying towel off your hair to start. Towel? Yeah, so your towel is just soaked by the time you're going into your body because I always just I go top to bottom. I mean, you wash top to bottom. You know, you start with your hair, then you work your way down. This is a mess. I think you need to go double towels. All right. Well, uh, an absolute mess. The. Shower technique segment that yeah the science of shower nobody wanted except for maybe Lane or I mean except for maybe what Derek Tooley, good old shower etiquette boy. Why did he get in the mix here? You don't remember Derek Tooley sh- shower etiquette? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. Oh, that was like a I missed that whole thing. Or was it? No, it wasn't Butch. It was it was Derek. What did Derek say about showers? I don't remember that. I don't even know how we got to this. I don't know where we got started on. I don't either. Oh, you doing laundry all the time. How do we even get there? You doing laundry. Uh, that's a great question. Oh, because That was like one of the funniest like Derek Dooley things that happened though. I feel like I wasn't Back in, in on like 2010. It was it was all that everyone was talking well, about. Well, I think in 2010 I don't really know what everyone was talking about. I feel like I was just still a blind you know, like I didn't, I feel like I didn't have social media in, in 2010. I feel like I didn't really know what people were talking about, about a, a football coach at that point in life. It was, it, I mean, it's still a joke that I think it's brought up today, Derek Dooley and shower technique, because he, uh, he thought that his players were not properly showering, right? 
and then a couple guys got staff. So he talked about this in a press conference, too, which was like the worst part. Uh, He talked, he said, we did a clinic yesterday on proper shower technique, soap, using a rag. We put new rags in. Y'all think I'm kidding, but I'm serious. We talked a little bit about how to use soap, the application of soap to the rag, and making sure you hit every part of your body. That's awesome. He, like, went on for a while. You can neglect it, trying to cut corners, and it shows in practice. It shows elsewhere. Hey, yeah. I, you got to shower right to play right. Do everything right. You got to do it all at yeah, a high level. Uh, so, anyways, shower technique. I know none of you guys asked for a segment on that besides, no, we all besides maybe Derek Dooley, but I think it's the opening segment that you guys deserved. So uh, Yeah. We'll take a break. We'll dive into a little Yukon. And Tennessee action mm. from last night. College game day Mm-mm. was in town. We'll talk about it. Stay with us here on the Blitz. I think I like it, Sam. I think I do. How will I know? <laughs> I don't think I, I don't get the reference. That's what the song's called. <clears throat> I don't. I didn't know the name of the song. <laughs> feels very familiar sounding, but for some reason, I don't think I know this. Do you know who it is that sings it? Let's put the shot caller on here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, can we just make the shot caller trivia weekly? I'm honestly kind of down. I haven't done it yet. Can we just every week? (laughs) Every week we just put each other in pain? Is that what we're getting to? Is that what we've come to? It seems like it was a big hit. I don't think it was like... Terrible. I Which mean, I, it's definitely hurt, but it's not that bad. It, you know who sings the song? You gotta, you gotta guess now. I can't. I'm not gonna guess. You're not even gonna try? No, because if I if I <laughs> guess the wrong black woman, I'm just gonna sound racist. Oh. I can't guess. Well, that. not. Uh, can I guess then? Yeah. It's Whitney Houston, right? Yeah. I uh, that was my guess. Well, yeah. But I mean, that was Whitney Houston. Should have gone with your gut, Charlie. I yeah, probably. Should have picked Robbie Anderson too. <laughs> Apparently you're not as good as trivia as we thought. I am very good at trivia. Sam impressed me. He got he got some right that I didn't expect. What do you mean? He had to he had to figure out the easiest questions ever. No, he did a good job. <laughs> Except for I he he almost got the uh the US open question. I yeah, was impressed. I was, I was I was pissed I missed that one. I thought you weren't going to get that one. I was about to give you Pebble Beach, and I feel like if I had said Pebble Beach, Pebble you might have gotten I it. Pebble Beach, I definitely would have gotten that. So yeah. I'm glad I didn't. Yeah. He knows Pebble Beach. Yeah, I figured. I figured. I don't know. Maybe we could just – should we Should we have it decided by, like, something crazy, too? Just every <laughs> week you have to try to guess, like, the leading scorer of the weekend Tennessee basketball game. Or just a random NBA away. game. Whoever's the furthest away <laughs> just has to play shot caller trivia the next week. That's brutal. I Every thought it week. was pretty fun. See, I'm in the I'm in the boat where I don't even know what it's like. So it's fun. Okay, didn't sound fun. It's not fun, but like it's it's fun. It's I don't know. It's hard to. Explain. I would like to get questions and feel the pressure of, of yeah, a, a shock being on the line. It's you know? a rush for sure. I do like that aspect of it. I don't know if I'd want twenty questions like Charlie got, but. That was a lot. Yeah. Yeah, 20 was a lot. 10, 10 was very a, manageable. 10 is a very manageable amount. 
Very manageable. Uh, so last night, UConn, Tennessee, college game day. Did you get to watch college game day? I know that you I did. were doing like pregame. I stuff. got to I got to watch a little bit of it at a very, uh, you know, it was on my phone. And I would check in at it every once in a while. Looked looked pretty cool. I liked how they were miking up some of the players during yeah, warmups. Like was, that was really cool. I thought that was a really really cool aspect. I mean, I you know they did a good job with game day. They did a yeah. good job with Tennessee and and UConn women's basketball and yeah. promoting that rivalry and the For brand sure. and the sport. And I don't know. I thought it was really cool to like see game day out out on a court that they're about to play on. Like, I, yeah, I agree. Here here you are. 30 minutes before tip-off. Here you are, five minutes And we're giving you a off. huge preview of it. Like, we, yeah, here are the players a, warming up. The big game, yeah. Like, with their mic. They're right there. On their body. <laughs> that, that was the Fans are already the in the building, like, ready to watch this game. Not cool part, though, was the final score. Yeah. 84-67. And, you know, I think there's mixed emotions that come from a score like that. I think, A, you go, well, UConn is really good. You know, it's it's hard to beat that UConn team because they are just such an incredible basketball team. And I think the other emotion, the other reaction is kind of like, well, Tennessee should be that good. You know, this is Tennessee women's basketball. It's not, it's not, you know, one of these other programs. It is the program that's basically created the sport. You know, they should never be at a point where they're unranked and getting almost beat by 20 by UConn and, I guess it's kind of frustrating to be at that point. Um, yeah, and and I get that. I'll let you continue, though. What were you gonna say? I I don't know. I'm just I I'm just frustrated with where this program's at a little bit, and I understand that like college basketball's changed and women's basketball's changed, and it's not as easy to just you know, build a dominant program. So once you kind of lost it a little bit, like trying to get that back was never going to just, you know, be easy. But I felt like there were certain things that could have been done along the way that would have made it easier. Maybe more money invested, maybe different people hired that could have had Tennessee in a spot where last night instead could have been a top 10 matchup. And a lot more people there and a lot closer of a game and you know even an even bigger deal an even bigger environment and it's just frustrating i guess that you know this this great program that pat summit has built or did build is is now just kind of around yeah i mean obviously you could i'm sure things could have happened for things to not have you know, gone the way they have and, and not get back to a Final Four since the last time you won a national championship. Like, clearly, I guess some different things could have been made, but I guess a lot of that is now where you look at it and you say, okay, you're not where you where you were in the late 2000s with uh, Pat Summit. Um, you want to get back there. But I, I feel like it's hard to, to be like, hey, now we – there's always going to be huge expectations because it, it is the program it is. But – when Coach Harper took over, you know, it, was, it wasn't it was that either. So I feel like, what, she's in year four. I know it's not like national championship winning elevation at the moment, but in, in my eyes from where the program has gone in those four years, it's, it's much more improved than where it was. And, yes, you're, you're, it's frustrating to not win these games because you are the Lady Vols and you are – 
you know, it's you and UConn, the top two biggest programs of all time and in the sport of women's college basketball, and you want to win these games. But I don't know. And, yeah, you you should win these games in the future, Um, and and you're mad that you're not. But it it is a process, I feel like. I feel like it's not just like a – a night and day difference from where it was when Coach Harper took over to where it now where it now is. You see that gradual improvement, and yeah, maybe it's been a letdown compared to where you were in the preseason. But I feel like the teams that have been assembled and the talent that you also have coming in in the future, there is still a lot to be excited about for Lady Vols program. I mean, we're seeing a lot more, in my opinion, buzz than we have in a while. So I don't know. I just, for me, like, the idea of hope at this point in year four is not enough. Like, for me at this point. Well, I don't think it's necessarily, like, hope either. Like, the you're, idea, you're like, still 8-0 in SEC play. Right, like. but, like, for me, and this is my, entirely my opinion, like, I entirely separate from any, anything else, you know, just I know that you are going to strongly disagree with me. I would like a different head coach, and I mean that with the utmost respect to Kelly Jolly Harper because I do believe that she is uh, an incredible human being and someone that I love having at the university, and I wish that – that I that honestly, I wish that it didn't have to be that way, and maybe it doesn't have to be that way. But in my opinion, I mean, you look at, at last year even, you were building, and, and, you know, last year you were like, all right, well, hey, you, you started to put it together. You know, you've gotten to the point where, like, this could be a year that you start to break through, and then you set up this year, which could be a massive year. And then about three-fourths of the way through last season, things just started falling apart. There were some injuries, too, but, like, you lost even on the road to Auburn. And and losing on the road to Auburn, I think, is never acceptable. And, like, that was a pretty clear, like, wow, this has really kind of gone south uh, here. And then, you know, okay, fine. You, you still get to a four seed. You make the Sweet 16. You lose to Louisville. Right, four seed, three seed, one of those two. And this year, you know, you get a huge transfer in. You have this this great roster with Horston and and again Mississippi State transfer and and, and Key coming back and like these different players and, and you have the preseason buzz, your preseason top ten, right? Top ten. Top and five. Top five even. Like I, I don't know. I, I think at this point. You clearly have talent. Like, you had the talent to be ranked preseason top five. Like, it should no longer be like, hey, you're building this up. Like, it should just be like, hey, you have built this up by now. And, again, it's tough. Like, it's I, I, I my it's one of my least favorite things are, like, the fire the coach people. And I hate being that person. But I think in this specific instance, I might just be that person. Because I think the question – there are, like, two <clears> questions <throat> that you can really ask yourself – a, do you think that this program has a path to the top of college basketball again with Kelly Jolly Harper coaching? My answer to that is no. And then I guess the second question is, are you okay with that? And my answer is also no. Um, it's tough. But I look like last night, from a talent perspective – Especially with with UConn missing Paige Buchers and you know another starter like Jordan Horston and Sarah Puckett and you know Rakia Jackson and just the rest of this roster like I don't think that they're 
17 points worse than UConn. I don't think that, that should be that big of a difference either. So that's kind of where I stand on it, Andy. I know that obviously you are not in the same boat. but Yeah, no, I mean, I, I get where you're coming from. Um, and, and, and I get just like the Lady Vol brand, you, you feel like, you know, oh, like you should be able to get any coach you want because, you know, you are the Tennessee Lady Volunteers. And when you're not winning championships, you know, that's when it's time to make a change because you're so used to, to winning those championships. Um, and I get, you know, seeing the letdown of not beating these top 25 teams. Um, I personally am, am not at that point where I, I feel like Coach Harper has done, you know, not enough to, to where you need to move on. It still is year four. Um, I mean, it, unless the athletic department is feeling that way, that they already know a candidate that they want to go and get, and they feel that that's the right way, then, you know, ultimately I – you can't question what they've done so far in their hiring decision. They've done a really good job so far, and, and they've made it very clear that they want to compete for championships. I think just the way you got to look at it, I, I know last year it did feel like you arrived, as you said, and then it kind of tailed off there at the end. A lot of injuries were a huge part of that. You lost a senior leader late in the season in Kean Green, and then Jordan Horston, your best player, was injured in February, and that kind of dashed all hopes of potentially getting back to the Final Four. He still made it to the Sweet 16. Um, I think just early in the season, it was a lot about they had that talent, but it was it was a lot of of like it really just wasn't meshing at first. You know, maybe that is just something that you know the coaching staff couldn't figure out there early. I think they have figured it out now. They looked really good on the road against another top five team in Stanford. Could have easily won that game. They're learning more and more, in my opinion, on how to win. But I do agree. At some point this season, they do need to get that big win to show that they they can compete with the best of the best and 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 to your point like if if it continuously is this for maybe another two years then sure but for now it's in my opinion year four is still not necessarily enough time if you've unless you've been an absolute disaster coach harper hasn't been an absolute disaster and the way she handles you know her relationship on and off the court with her players the way they will like fight for her, the way they, I feel like, are more of a family. Like these Lady Vol teams are now more of a family than I feel like they've been since the you know the Pat Summit days, since maybe some of those early days. Like the brand is is coming back in in a more you know family way in in kind of that regard. And, and then the goal is obviously to slowly and surely get back to winning championships on the court as well. And and that's just the part they're trying to unlock now. They they had a lot of a lot of talent, a lot of personalities in the locker room that you know you had to mesh early. A lot of, a lot of players are used to being go to early on the season. They're they're trying to get there. Um, would have liked to have have competed for a full forty minutes last night. I thought the second quarter was great. You played great in that second quarter. Gave yourself a shot, but yeah, clearly you know UConn is they're 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 always on another level. It, it seems like. I guess. Really, I just want to go see this. I want to see this this program at the top, and it's frustrating not to. I would like they'll, to just see. There. I would like to just see you go drop a bag and like LSU did, you know, and and go get one of the three to five best coaches in the sport. Um, but hey, like you said, still hope, still eight no. Uh, lasting thoughts from last night. Gino is uh, <laughs> such a frustrating human being, such a freak. Just a real clown. I mean, what I, my thoughts are like, you know, what? How would I act if I had, if I was a coach for 38 years and I had won 11 national championships in the sport, 
eight coach of the years, I probably would act crazy too. <laughs> but like not not excusing that. Weirdest Tolly Rowe halftime interview. Do that was crazy. John Calipari yeah. or or Gino Oriam. Definitely Gino's. Um, I would still say Cal's is weirder. They're both they both were strange. Equally just strange people. But uh, we got to catch a break. College game day is coming to town. Let's ready before the break. Little little horns down action. Just get your horn. Mm. Flip it down. Talk about that on the other side. Stay with us here on the Blitz. Back here on the Blitz. Big Orange Philly phone lines are open. 865-546-8200. That's your number to call in again. 865-546-8200. So tomorrow it's the battle for UT supremacy. We already know that we are the real UT. It's UT versus UTA as UT Austin's coming to town. Texas, the Longhorns. Top 10 matchup. I'm pretty pumped. I'm I'm very pumped. I'm hoping that I'm hoping that the city is feeling the same way. Like I'm hoping that people are really kind of coming around and like getting getting ready for a big basketball game. But uh, but this Texas team, very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a very good Texas team. I feel like maybe even an underrated Texas team. Sitting here at seventeen and three, right? Ten in the country. Um, you know, your losses are all pretty excusable. You lost on the road to Iowa State. Uh, Kansas State beat you when they scored 116 <laughs> points in a game. And uh, Crazy. What was the other one? Illinois. Illinois, Illinois in overtime. So, like, yeah. three pretty excusable losses yeah. to, to good basketball teams and some pretty impressive wins. This is a deep team. It's an impressive team. This is an explosive team. This is a team that shoots the ball really well. They play in the and best conference in basketball. I think uh, – I, I don't think people are, are giving Rodney Terry enough credit for how good he's going to win that job. Done. He is going to win that job. But uh, Texas, yeah, I guess maybe it's just because of the old the whole in season thing with Chris Beard. Like people kind of wrote him off yeah. a little bit. They're 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 flying under the radar and they're coming to Knoxville, a very good team. That's exactly why people have written them off. You know, you, you see the the very very vocal news that your coach is you know fired and and leave of absence and all that that craziness that happened and you you say oh okay season's done let's just kind of forget about them um sure they might win a few games here and there but there's no way they have the longevity without their head coach but no they uh they are still quite a very good team and yeah no one really really talks about them too much and and, and you're right uh all their losses against really good teams who will be in the tournament and they're six and two in the best conference of basketball right now that's uh, tied for first Rodney Terry, by the way, assistant nine years under Rick Barnes. Yeah. So uh, be those, a fun two, for them. those two very familiar. I mean, obviously, Rick Barnes has adapted and changed as a coach quite a bit since those two were working together. I mean, Rick Barnes is really kind of molded into a different coach. But, you know, those two have that familiarity. But uh, the big thing, I guess, that makes me nervous about Texas is their three-point shooting. This team can can really catch fire from outside. Really, um, more specifically, like Marcus Carr. 
Okay. Marcus Carr himself shoots 41% from the three-point That's line. That's very impressive. Uh, Marcus Carr, the Minnesota transfer, in his second year at Texas, really probably probably should have uh, been a better player than he was last year. You know, I think people really expected him to, but this year he has emerged as the guy that they expected him to be. It's the guy that he was at Minnesota. Um, but I think him, um, his three-point shooting, and just it seems like not necessarily as a team, uh, but it seems like every game there's just somebody that has a big game for them shooting from beyond the arc as well. It's mm. so like even though that team number is, what, 34% from three? Yeah, not that great from It's not like three. that's crazy, but it's just like Marcus Carr at 41%. You know, you bring Cunningham off the bench who gives you 17 minutes a game that's at 44%. You know, as you're basically spot shooter type guy. And then, you know, Tyrese Hunter, 30% from three. He was better at the start of the year. He's really kind of seen that drop off lately. Um, still a good player, though. Still, yeah, just a good player. And this is a deep Texas team. So I guess, like, maybe that's the only thing that worries me is, like, could this team get hot shooting? D. has been playing some good basketball for them lately as well. But I feel confident in your ability to attack Texas offensively. I think if Texas wants to counter you with that small lineup they've been they've been doing lately, uh, I think that you have the ability, the lineup versatility to counter that and attack that as well. And again, I think you can keep them from getting the rim. Really, it's just the outside shooting of Texas. Is it going to get hot that specific night or is it not? Mm-hmm. And, and Tennessee's been the best team in the country, 20% <clears throat> opponent, three-point percentage. But, you know, that number almost feels impossible. Like, that is yeah. not all attributed to Tennessee's defense. There is but you part wonder. Of that. But you wonder, though. But part of that is but definitely attributed to, like, shooting luck. Yes, there's definitely, I mean, always when you shoot a three, there's luck involved, I guess, when, you, when you're defending the three because you, you can't I mean, like, always defend like three. Like Kim Pomeroy, which... You know, analytics are analytics, but, like, the only shot that is less affected by the defense than a three-pointer is a free throw. Oh, yeah, no. And and, and even then, like... Teams are missing defen- at an incredibly yeah. high rate against Tennessee. The defensive impact on a three-pointer is, like, typically not viewed as is all that big. Like, I... Yeah, but when you take it like away from the cut and dry of just... It's just a three. Like, the, what are they doing to make them take some of these threes? Like, what... Are they giving them that much pressure inside to where they take a bad shot outside? Like, what's going on? It's not just like, you know, they're just taking open threes. I guess I just feel like Tennessee should probably be uh, – they should probably be allowing more than 20% from three. Probably. And the fact that they're not is absurd. (laughs) It is crazy. At some point, that's going to catch up to you. somebody At some point, somebody's going to have a big big game from beyond the arc. And I guess with a guy like Marcus Carr, maybe it makes you a little bit nervous that – it could be Texas, but uh, hey, if it's one guy, though, I, I think you can survive one guy. Exactly. I unless mean, he scores 50 points. Well, that's the thing. Tennessee has been one of the best teams, if not the best teams in the country, at taking away opposing <clears throat> teams' best players. Yeah. So, you know, I guess that that can really kind of give you some hope. But uh, here we'll catch – not catch a break. We'll, we'll put a, a, a pause in this conversation or maybe extend it well i guess we'll see what roberto wants to talk about but we'll head over to the big orange philly phone lines where we got a call from roberto happy friday roberto how you doing today 
Uh, I'm doing well. Hope you guys are too. Uh, it's a beautiful day to be alive and well in East Tennessee. Sure beats the hell out of uh, Gainesville, uh, Florida, and uh, Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Amen. Amen. All right. Uh, I forgot, not until this conversation, but until about this morning, uh, Tyree Toner is, is there. And he's one of their best players. I hope to God he doesn't do what he did last year in the NCAA tournament to us. Uh, I think he's probably, even though Carr is out there for them, I think Hunter's probably the most explosive and best player on the court tomorrow for either team. Do you agree or disagree? I'll be honest, I disagree, but that's only because I I really look at, at Marcus Carr in a pretty high regard. I, I, yeah, I regard he does him shoot. very highly. Well, I, and again, hear me say, it's his just because he's so consistent over the fact that he's not as – I mean, because Tyrese Hunter could go for 50 tomorrow if he wants. I mean, he Marcus Car- I, I guess, like, I just think back to watching a ton of Marcus Cart Minnesota, and that yep. guy was absurd. Like, that guy could go for 50 any night. That guy could take you off the balance and shoot a three with your hand in his face and, and he could just go nuclear. Yeah. Like, that was the type of – Did he uh, – was he recruited by uh, Patino's kid? Yeah, yeah, he was a Richard Patino mm-hmm. recruit, uh, yeah. and then bolted to Texas. Yeah, it, in in to that point, Tyrese Hunter is a very very talented player. I think on paper you would expect him to be their most talented player, but he hasn't right. really been in the form that he maybe was early in the season. Since really since we got into January, well, okay, so he went stupid on January third in that loss against Kansas State. Yeah, everyone did. Mm-hmm. It was one hundred and sixteen to one hundred and three. But he had 29 points in that game. Since that yep. game, though, 5, 6, 0, 10, 11, wow. and 5. And, uh, and he has not been shooting all that well either. You know, that's that, that that's great to hear. I had not know. I mean, obviously, I think the last time I saw him on national television was Kansas game. So that makes sense, right? Right. Uh, man, if we could hold him down, because he doesn't play defense. I'll give him that much. He does not play a bit of defense. He does not care about defense at all. And uh, I don't know, man. I just get this weird feeling that Tennessee is going to come out and be, play really good tomorrow. I, we I can't let so. Rick Barnes down two years in a row, right, guys? Right. I mean, I think I I, I I think Tennessee will come out strong tomorrow. I think that this fan base will show up tomorrow, and I think that this could be I, I, the game that you've been kind of missing to this point. I think this could be the game that really gets everyone. Fully, I guess, engulfed in, in in Tennessee hoops this year. This version's team, like this, yeah. could be what starts so. the mania. I hope so too. I, I can't believe Kansas didn't do that. I mean, we whipped the crap out of Kansas. Yeah, was, I, I couldn't at believe that, point, that either. A really good basketball team. I couldn't believe that either. I guess maybe it was just uh, the result of you were still in football season. It was still it was Thanksgiving week and it was November and like you had just lost to South Carolina, so everyone was kind were of the in a student, not bad not spot. that they would have been at the tournament, but were the students out of school at that point? Uh they were not, but they were close to. Okay. They were probably caught up in finals week. I mean, think about this, gents. Uh, uh the last home game uh jeez, uh, I just forgot who we just blew the doors off of this. Georgia. Georgia. Georgia was the the first home game students have been fully in class for this year. Do you realize that? Yeah, the first big it's one. Fantasy to me. We're halfway through the SEC schedule at this point. Yeah, I don't really like that. The university academic calendar like has changed. Weird. 
winter that semester. That totally rests the on the University of Tennessee yeah. having that having that uh, winter winter semester term. or whatever. Yeah, I don't really yeah, like January that term. because, like you said, yeah, I mean, you basically December and January, you're playing all these college basketball games and no one's around. Do they still have Maymester? I remember Maymester no, when that, I was No, that became j- the January. They don't do Maymesters anymore no, either? It, they, I thought they, they just do no, both. They switched it from May to January. That's how they've made time to do the January hey, one. How dumb is that? You go to well, class one May now. So, yeah, yeah it, wait. May was easily the better time to do that. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. So now it's like you get more of a winter break, but then you, you got class more in May. Isn't that right, Sam? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. All right. Well, whatever. Uh, guys, I... I don't know who goes off for Tennessee tomorrow, but I think the game is won in the front court. And I would like to physically out-tough those guys. I would like to see Tennessee physically out-tough Texas tomorrow. That would do a lot mm. for my psyche for this team. I want to beat them up. I would like that, too. That'd be nice. And I think that you're you're capable of doing that. I, I think that you're capable of of – Beating Texas tomorrow, beating them by by double digits. You're also capable of of losing, but you know you are yeah. one of the best two or three teams in the country. And, and tomorrow night, yeah, I think, is a great opportunity to show that off. But you have to win this game tomorrow. Like there is no, uh, you know, I hope no, you win. Yeah. No, you have to win this game tomorrow. Yeah, it's well, do it. I mean, guys, Rick Barnes doesn't ask much of us as a school, other than paying him a lot of money. Like, let's, I'm not a big rah-rah, you know, false rah-rah guy behind the coach, but can we just go out and bludgeon them for him tomorrow? Do it for him. Supplant his Texas love with some Tennessee love and blow their freaking doors off. I want to beat them by 25. I want a mercy kill tomorrow. I want a running clock at the end of the game. I want all the things. I know that's not a thing, but you know what I mean. Like, I, I, that's what I want tomorrow so bad and i i am uh, angling to get to be in uh in the thompson bowling assembly center and arena for the first time in about two and a half years tomorrow so uh i'm i'm pretty fired up for this team and i think it's because i like tough guy basketball and i like good defense uh because uh, you know i'm like an old man now i'm like the get off my porch old man now i used to love you know offensive basketball but i refuse to watch that because it's just nba basketball now uh, I want to see us really hammer them inside, and I think that's where the game will be won because their guards are better than ours, frankly. And who's going to guard Carr? And I'll leave that. Take care, guys. Berto, you got me fired up. I'm I'm jacked <laughs> up for this game. Again, you really need to win this game. Uh, I mean, if you want to be a one seed, if you want to be a two seed, yeah. if you want to be taken oh, seriously in, sure. the, in the top of college basketball, like you need, you need this <clears> signature <throat> win. I get it. You had that signature win against Kansas early, but – Hey, that was 2022. We're in 2023, and it's been a little bit of it's been a little bit of time, honestly, since Tennessee's had one of those big signature wins. They've been beating up on the little guy, and like they've looked really good doing it. But yeah, uh, you know, it, to get that top ten win, I think would really go a long way for this team um, in, in a lot of different regards. Yeah. I, I like that uh, idea of being physical in the in the paint. Um, also, you mentioned Tennessee. You know, not giving up a lot of uh, a very high three point clip. Uh, Texas does give up a lot of three-pointers for some reason. For some reason in conference play, they are like last in the Big 12 in, in, in three-point percentage. Again, I mean, they did have a game where they be. gave up 116 exactly. points yeah, they in regulation. Did. And that maybe happened. that was just like the magic was in the air that night. I don't know. But they give up a pretty high amount of three-point you know, percentage for whatever reason. It's there. 
it's it, it's there. And Tennessee, they've been they've been shooting the ball decently well from long range here in these last few SEC games. I mean, in SEC play, this offense has actually been like one of very the best. good. In SEC play, Tennessee is is uh, they are leading the SEC in three point percentage. So just throwing that out there, you've been shooting the ball pretty well from deep. Um, could be a difference maker if you knock down a few early, kind of get in a nice rhythm. Let the Very boys pumped. shoot. Let the Very boys shoot. And, I mean, quite frankly, if if you're a top ten basketball team, if you're a top five basketball team, you got to defend your home floor. You got to like win this. this one. You already you already dropped one game at home this year to Kentucky. I don't want you to lose another home game the rest of the year. No home losses. No losses to Texas either. Can't lose to Texas. I they hate Texas. Uh, yeah, last really year wasn't do. fun. Last year wasn't fun. Let's make let's make let's make tomorrow a little bit more fun. Horns down. Hour two coming up next.